Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fangs Out podcast brought to you by the Wide World of Wargaming. I am your host, Vincent Morgado. Joining me, as per the usual, Mr. Drew Bishop Sai. Hello there. And Mr. Jeff Wilder. Hello, everybody. So we uh, apologize to everyone. This is going to be coming out probably t- Friday morning. Um, I will not be able to make my deadline of Thursday night because I'm bad at life. Um, but because we stalled till Thursday, we were lucky enough that we are going to get to preview the... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm completely blanking on the name. The V-Wing expansion kit, the Nimbus class V-Wing. So I guess there is luck in procrastination. Um, oh, it's going to be a double. We're going to put out two episodes, right? We are putting out two episodes tomorrow, correct. The other one is already done. I just had to stop that to go record this episode because, like I said, procrastination. Um, let's talk about the V-Wing. Someone pointed out to me in some discussions about this a couple days ago that, oh, lol, it's just another two-wing ship for Republic which they're not incorrect. I think this makes five out of six. Yeah, I think our, so too. Our two, our two reds, the only one they have is the arc. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yep. I guess the, uh, technically you can buy three dice for the, uh, for the Delta 7, and the Actus does have the three die uh, bullseye arc, the same as the... Um, Ship that will not be named, uh, but you know that is still kind of a, an interesting th- design decision that they've made across the board to restrict basically the Republic to only two die. Is there a reason for that, or is there, or or is this probably just proof that there is a balanced discussion, at least a preliminary one, in the decisions over at FFG? Um, I think it's pro. Honestly, I think I think it's probably. Even if partially unconscious, I think it might be a little bit thematic. Mm. So the you know the the later starfighters were considered upgunned compared to the starfighters of thirty and forty years ago. So you know uh-huh. the the Z ninety five led to the arc, led to the X wing, and you know the Tie fighter led to the interceptor and so forth. So. Probably just uh, sort of thematic. Where do we feel like the V-wing is going to fit into the Republic into the Republic faction? Because they, let's put it this way, they have ships that are already fast. They have ships that already can turn. They have things with two dice. And they have things with not a lot of health. So everything that this thing can do already exists in faction. Um, I mean, I, I do think that it's just. Uh, I, well, for one thing, we'll get to them, but I think the pilot abilities are, are very good. I like Contrail, who we will get to in a little while. Contrail is extremely good. Yeah, this has boost into red target lock, which is good. Um, it's We don't know what slots it's going to have, right? Yep. So it's gonna a lot is going to depend on that. Um, well, we know it's going to have a config. We know it's going to have a mod. Uh, we know it's going to have a droid. So after that, you're probably looking at if, and because it's Republic, it'll probably have uh, a missile slot because this looks a lot like an A-wing. I bet you it'll have a missile slot, not a torpedo. Um, it, you can add a bomb slot through one of the configs. Yes, yes. Sorry. No, that's you're right. I mean, you know, it's a that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting little wrinkle in what it can do. By the way, that Besh configuration is going to be hilarious. 
Yeah, I, I when I looked through it, I, I I really liked this expansion quite a bit. Yeah, I mean the the best expansion basically turns any um, any V wing into almost the equivalent of a CLT Jedi. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's a change. That's arguably better than a CLT Jedi. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, no, I, I mean the CLT upgrade. I, 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 I is what I was kind of meant to say. No, you see, you're, you did this before. You, you very much undervalue that adding a die. Uh, that that is a focus. Well, only because this one doesn't require bullseye. I know, but that adding a die is is tremendous. Okay, that's, that's just really really good. So. So let's let's read the rules on Besh, or let's read the pilots, then we'll get to Besh. Um, it's got an I two generic, the loyalist volunteer. Uh, oh boy, an I two generic. Everyone has one. An I three generic shadow squad. So it's the same as the B wing. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, the Y wing, B wing. Uh, let's see. Then we have Oddball, the man of a million talents. His <laughs> upgrade has not changed. I'm sorry, his pilot skill has not changed. However, on this ship, it's a little better, I think I might argue. I don't know if you remember, but when we first saw Oddball, you and I argued a bit because I said Oddball would Oddball's ability would be better at a lower pilot skill. And that is still that is still the case. Um yeah. that's why Oddball gets no respect. Well, Oddball also gets no respect because everything that's not Jedi or Rick Ollie and Republic gets no respect. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would, to answer your other question, in the very beginning of this, I do feel like force has a lot to do with the reason why things are two attack dice at most. And a lot of the things that don't have two attack dice are not Jedi users, right? And have to pay through the teeth to get force, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like the V19, or sorry, the the Nimbus classes is, is no different, right? Points left over. Well, instead of taking a gold squadron V19, I can take a generic V wing, right? Uh, yeah. The V wing is probably going to be, I mean, I would guess if the, if the blue squad or the, yeah, the blue squad or the gold squadron V19 is 25 points. I suspect that a loyalist will be what do you think Jeff 28, 29? I kind of not. a same right around the low end of a, uh, of an A wing. Because the profile is identical. Yeah, I, 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 I hope not. I, I hope it comes in at twenty six ish. Okay. Um, yeah, wow. I just. Is that because of no linked focus into it into a reposition? Yeah, and you know it's got a red barrel roll, which is, um, which is interesting for a three agility, uh, basically a tie class ship. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, it's, you know, the torrents were, we called it from the very beginning, they were overpriced. Yeah. Uh, and I hope they don't do the same thing on this thing. It's, I mean, if you look at it, it's, um, it's a little bit better just on the stat line. It's a little bit better than a, than a Z95. Got a much better dial. I would expect so. Yeah. And it well, does I, have boost, which is boost into target lock, which is very good. But I would, yeah, so, I'm hoping that it's that it's between 
the um, between the Z95 and a 30-point ship instead of closer to the 30-point ship. Okay. Um, real quick, uh, we should run through the dial. It has white one hards, red one banks, red one banks, which is pretty unique. Blue two hards, blue two banks, a blue two straight, uh, red two, uh, red two K, uh, white three hard, white three bank, blue three straight, white four straight, white four K, or black, red four K, and uh, white five straight. So it's it's very close to an A wing. Just with the two K, I mean. The 2K is interesting on this thing. Yeah, it's interesting because it's it's juxtaposed with 4K. So that's a that's a real choice as opposed to sort of the who really cares choice of the TIE Fighter. Three or the Z95. Yeah, the Z95, yeah. Um, it's also really it's also really interesting for knife fighting as well. Yeah. The, one of the upgrades that we're gonna get to that allows you to barrel roll after doing a 2K, right? Like you you can potentially, you know, if you're God forbid you're you're looking at um, Fen Rao, you know, in his side arc at range one, you're able to two K over him and then you know barrel roll to hopefully block that hard one turn or force him to keep trying to turn away from you. Granted, there are other maneuvers that you know my example Fen Rao can do to get out of that, but it's just quite interesting. Once the V nineteen, uh, sorry, once the Nimbus, I keep ugh, once the once the V wing gets in there. Um, I think it it might have a potential to 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 knife fight fairly decently. Why wasn't this? Here's a question. I'm sorry. Well, no, no. Well, once we're done with the pilots, we'll ask this, or kind of we'll do it as a wrap up. Never mind. Uh, the next one pilot we'll talk about is another I five called Contrail. Uh, while you defend or perform an attack, if the bearing of your revealed maneuver is the same as the enemy ship's, you may change one of the enemy ship's focus results to a blank. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Especially on an I five in a faction that has access to R two A six. Yeah, that's a that is a solid ability. Um, it's it's an interesting ability because <clears throat> so you know it's bearing is bank turn straight right. Yep. Um, but left turn is a different bearing from right turn. Yeah. So you have to, if somebody left turns, you have to left turn in order for this to, uh, in order for this to come into play. That's going to be, that's going to be an interesting, like it's a, it's a tailing ability, right? That's what it's supposed to simulate. Um, or a joust, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks like, to me, this looks like you're supposed to play chicken. Um, I do like that. This is specifically anti-force user on a high init pilot. Yeah, true. Like that's, and uh, it's you know it where like I said, it's while you defend or perform an attack, meaning that you can wait to you know you you can use this against their defensive results, and if they you know that that two blanket of focus all of a sudden turns into three blanks, and you're sitting there on one hole all of a sudden with with anything with CLT, like that's that's a valuable that's a valuable ability. Not to mention it works on. You know any like any real high uh, high agility low health pilot, mm-hmm. and it's not limited to one or the other. It, it, you can you can use it in both in the same. Yep. In the same turn, no problem. I like contrail. Sometimes when you defend, in fact, if if you yes. haven't guessed the the bearing for multiple ships. 
like I said, I think this. I, I think you're supposed to play chicken with this thing. Like it's just super easy to just go right, you know, to just throw it right at somebody and go, "Hey, man, you better not come straight at me, or it's gonna, you know, I'm gonna ruin your your uh, your what's it called, your efficiency." This works also extremely well with uh, Luminara. This actually procs really well with Luminara's defensive ability. It yeah. also it also plays very well with Rick Olier. If you have both of them on the table, like Contrail and Rick, and they're both going different speeds, it's like, do I want to take the extra attack dice from Rick? Oh, yeah, that's true. Or do I want Contrail to match it, right? Like, there's some, there's some really cool dynamics that you can kind of mess with your opponent there. Padme. This also works really well with Padme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'd be uh, nice. It, it would... doesn't really work with Padme, right? Because they can't... If you're doing it with Padme... You're... Oh yeah, no, I, I read that wrong. You're right. Okay, um, and then who else? Uh, now, okay, I have to be clear on this. Will of Tarkin, this is the Moff, right? It is. It okay, is. yeah. So this I'm is... just going to call him Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> it, well, During the is a uh... sorry. This was sorry, not Rebels. When he was in Clone Wars, this was right, right, right. He was in several episodes of Clone Wars. The um the Tarkin book too goes back to him. I don't rem- I didn't read the book fully. Don't kill me, guys. But it is a. It, I suggest reading it if you get a chance to. The book it. is just called Tarkin, but it he he has like memories where he goes back and I believe in one of those memories he was flying this thing and it's still kind of cool. His ability is very reminiscent of the person that he eventually will become. His ability yeah, um, is phenomenal. I yeah. mean that is really good. So I want to ask you guys about this because I just want to be clear on wording. I've struggled with that in this game a lot of times. Um, during the system phase, you may choose an object you have locked at range one to three. Any uh, another friendly ship at range money to, at range one to three may acquire a lock on that object. Everything in this game is an object, right? Correct. Everything. I mean, ships, bo- um, devices, anything that you can take a target lock on, this ability works on, right? Obstacles, remotes, yeah. Uh, everything yeah, okay. everything's an object all right cool then yeah this ability is gross and then the other thing is that this actually I, i'd have to look at how hard i could combo this off but this does do a good job of taking advantage of synchronized console which i think is probably a pretty wasted ability in republic you could turn one lock into about three with this yeah, I and just, mean, and just ripple fire a whole bunch of concussion missiles. Just keep in mind that it's during the system phase. Tarkin at, at a net three does have to already have his lock. Yes, so, true. So you know that's that's a it's a really good ability, but he does have to get the lock before it starts to pay dividends. Yeah, uh, but he's also I mean, he's got a five straight with a boost into a into a lock, and I can tell you, Jeff, you've flown E wings, even with the. It, even if you they didn't have the rule where you could reach out across the whole board, five straight's pretty hard to get away from on the on a three by three. True enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tarkin looks good. Definitely more of a support piece. Which, you know, I hate to say it, but it it does look like the majority of this faction is just coming around to how do we support Jedi, which I dislike. Um, next up, I four called Click. Uh, while a ship that you have locked at range one to three defends or performs an attack. You may spend one energy. Uh, he comes with one reach with one and one recharge per turn. 
to prevent range bonuses from being applied. So this is a non-force user ability, a non-force user version, essentially, of the Grand Inquisitor. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And remember yeah, the... the Remember, the we do know that this thing is going to have access to an astromech, meaning that this is a pretty good candidate to just staple R three to it right away. Is this is this your boy Vince when you when you eventually cave in and start playing Republic? Is this going to be? Oh your no, I'm starting with Contrail, high speed, low drag. <laughs> uh, like I'm I'm looking at the non I'm looking at the non force user I five coalition. Um, if I ever start playing Republic again. It's awesome. It's a good, I mean, it's going to be good. I do. I do really like click is good though. Like he, it's, it's kind of actually, you know what this is? This is, a, it, it's not unlike Shara, um, who I've had a little bit of experimentation with in that you can kind of throw it in the middle as a shoot me, or I'm going to keep fucking with your abilities for the entire game. Um, type piece. Like you could ruin a Vader with this. I mean, not ruin, but yeah. Well, Vader turns. I, I, look, the diff, the difference between mortal and not is that fourth, like not mortal, but the difference between Vader killing something and just kind of bopping something really is that fourth die, and the fact that that's that's normally the fourth the fourth die being an auto crit is what gets under the shields because three yeah. shields is about is is about always the average. I mean, I just, I'm just trying to inject some reality. This is an init okay. four whose ability depends on him getting a lock on Lord Vader and not dying. I mean, so. yeah. It's, but again, you know, with um, with some of the, the Jedi crew cards that are out there now, it is not hard to put something like, uh, what's her name? Um, the Gunner. Uh, help. Ahsoka, it's not hard to put Ahsoka Gunner on the field and make sure that this guy has a focus. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I, I like the pilots. For the, I like First the pilots for the V19. Sorry, Sorry Jeff, go ahead. <laughs> for such an agile ship, it is, um, it shares similarity with the silencer that it does not have an evade. No way to get an evade. Yeah. It's actually, that is. A really fair. I wonder how many three evade ships don't have evades. Yeah, I would, I would guess not many. But, not very uh, many. And I mean that. I mean, you know, you look at the 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 what is it? The recipe for success. I mean, most of the Imperial aces that have been winning tournaments up until a certain point, up until a certain droid faction, came up around. until a certain ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have had what? They've had force minimum of three agility um and uh the the ability to evade yeah. some some way to get an evade token hooker crook. To, i mean vader i think is the one exception and of course the phantom with two but even well, so the but like, the phantom you know, gets evade tokens because it's always fucking whisper that is also correct um so uh -da, let's see um so it comes with uh two configurations right off the bat number one is the alpha three echo-esque uh, which is a two uh, a two energy one uh, regenerating per turn uh, special rule called while or while you perform an attack before rolling attack dice you may spend two charge if you do your crit results inflict ion tokens instead of damage um, normally not something looked well upon in X wing because you really people don't like trading uh, 
damage for you know ion tokens however in this case because it's a two die ship i could see the argument for this if you know your crit's not going to do you know if you know your crit's not going to get through shields well just a lot of times that's before rolling dice so you need a way to guarantee a crit and there's a there's a way in the pack to do that and of course there's stuff like marksmanship but this is unfortunately before rolling dice yeah, but before rolling attack dice, you may spend two charge if you do your crit in inflict ion instead. Who, uh, Jeff, which one are you talking about? Oh, okay. I Yeah, I found it. <laughs> R77. Uh -huh. Hello there. Yep. The other one is the Alpha 3B Besh. Is that, yeah, it's 3B, not 3-8, right? Yeah, 3B. Um, it adds a bomb slot, which is interesting for something this fast, kind of reminiscent of the uh the tie striker while you perform a primary attack you may spend your lock on a defender to change one of your blank or focus results to a hit uh and it does like i said it does add a bomb slide so i really love the config on this if yeah. you put this on e-wings they would be just disgusting yeah it's it's really good it's uh it's that it's that beautiful insurance of do i take a focus or do i take a target lock well in this case you always you know what this is? You know. This is this is basically optics, but for the V-Wing. Yeah, exactly. That's yep. exactly like this is just optics for a V-Wing. Um the bomb it comes with is really good too. Yes. Uh so the ship is gonna have bomb slots, but the one it does come with is the thermal detonator. Uh four die single, it takes up a single bomb slot, not two like some of the other ones. Uh we don't have what the bombs do though. We yeah, do, we, we do. It's it's already in the um it's already in the uh, what's it called? Ooh, who wants right to do it? When do you guys want to jump on that? Yeah, it's uh, so you you can drop one or two at a time with the corresponding okay. spending of charges. If you drop two, they have to be with the one and two tempo. <laughs> so they're very they're dropped, you know, in a staggered just behind you. Um, yep. You they do on a focus. They do a stress, and on a hit or a crit, they do a hit or a crit. It's a single die. In a range one, uh, but of course, usually you're going to be facing two of them in a close, mm -hmm. close proximity. When you when you reload, uh, you get two charges instead of just one charge. Oh, that's, that's neat. What does the focus result do again? Focus result is a stress. Ooh, yeah, it's that's that's heavy. You can see, I can see um, an Alpha Three Besh. Any pilot with the bomb, with the thermal detonators, with R three, and the first turn. Well, actually, you can't on the first turn. I'm thinking they're E wings. Um, but yeah, you you come in, you get the two target locks. But you know, the turn you engage, and then you know, as soon as you get into the fight, you start knife fighting. You suddenly drop two bombs, like two thermal charges. That's or thermal detonators. It can be pretty nasty. Who else could get a lot of use out of thermal detonators? I'm thinking Boba Fett, or actually, who's the other one? Um, Amon. Amon. Amon could get a lot of use out of detonators uh, with the because you'd be dropping one on a three hard and one, or you drop a one on a one hard and one on a two hard. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, uh, trajectory simulator ships. There's no reason that I can figure out that they couldn't drop one and launch one yeah Ooh, uh, that'd be that is interesting 
I mean, they're clearly they're going to have to be in the thick of it in order to, yeah. for that to be much good. But you know, I do like the idea of putting a one bomb out in front of you, one behind you. That's mm-hmm. a lot more coverage than just double dropping behind you. Yep. But remember, they are only one die. Each one is only one red die in terms of its effects. But so, it's a three-quarter chance of doing something. Exactly. So that's, you know, and they're not going to be expensive. I, I, I suspect this is a three or four point upgrade. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say probably four points just because it does expand the coverage so much. Yeah. But but, but not, not like six, like a prox mine or... or like a proton and then its ship is going to come with uh two new droids number the unique is r7a7 who is three limited charges when you perform an attack you may spend one to change one hit result to a crit result it's republic only which sucks i would love this for rebels um i don't think that's going to be very expensive because it's going to require that you already land a hit it's essentially, you know, it, it cannot be that much more than marksmanship, right? Well, this is going to be the droid that's on your ship that wants to take, uh, make use of the ability to change crits to ion tokens, right? Yeah, the esque, the esque build. Yeah. Actually, we shouldn't. We didn't talk about how much we thought those two configs are going to cost. Because adding a bomb slot is probably going to cost you something. Not to mention that's definitely the better ability, the Besh. And yeah. the Esk isn't terrible. I mean, I you, I could make the argument that the Esh is a two point is a one or a zero point upgrade, but the Besh is not. That's a that's a two or a three point config. I'd say it's a, I'd say around three. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's very much like as you pointed out, it's very much like a, a advanced optics. The difference being, you have to have a lock, which you've gone out of your way to get. You have to spend it. So that subtracts a lot of points, but then you do get to add the payload slot, so that adds a couple points back. So I think it's probably I think it's probably a three point slot uh, config. Mm-hmm. But it's you know so much of it depends on the chassis cost because it, if this is not going to be worth three points on if the chassis comes in at a really low price like twenty four, right? Yeah. Uh, but if the chassis is a little bit higher, then maybe this is more worth it. If the chassis is really worth that much. Uh, next up is the standard Q7 Astromech, um, which is basically an Astromech version of Collision Detector. While you barrel roll or boost, you can move through and overlap obstacles. And that is, and there's no charges on this thing. This is just you get it, and it's not limited. Right. It's kind of weird that the that um, the resistance has one. Is it resistance or is it just generic? That has uh, one? resistance oh, no, has a limited it. one, and it's got a limited number of charges. Yeah, that's really interesting. But that one, you ignore the obstacle. This one, you can move through an overlap, but you don't ignore it. Yeah. Interesting. But that is. It's, I would like to, I would, you know, I think probably next week I want to talk about the differences in Astromechs between the three factions that, that really do get to use them a lot. Because I think that's one area where they are different. They're, they're doing a good job of differentiating what everyone gets to use. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, this thing comes with a lot of new shit. Next up is 
Okay, this is kind of the thing we were we mentioned earlier about the new unique tie upgrades. First one is the Precision Ion Engine. It's a mod slot. Tie, requirements are any tie uh, ship and agility three, which you guys mentioned uh, is only two ships you can use. Um, I think there's technically three. What's well, two uh, plus the B-wing? Well, also the it's the tie L or the tie LN, the tie FO, and nope. the interceptor, right? The tie, uh, the tie FO can't use it. Interceptor can't use it. Why can't the interceptor use it? Because it, it doesn't have the interceptor has uh, three and five Koigren, right? And it's uh, got, yeah, the BA, the oh. BA interceptor has a five K and then two Koigren turns. And it, yeah, it's already got the the three sloop, right? So, uh, no, okay. The yeah, so, the, so you have you have to have a th okay. It's it has to be a three or a five K, a, a one to a three K. Oh God, you can put this on what's her name. No. On who? Uh, who's that fucking defender? You can't. Defenders don't have a mod slot. We're telling you. Mod slot for oh, it, yeah. thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you for saving me from my nightmares. So, Jeff, it's... we were actually we were actually incorrect. So, technically, the the fighter can can get it. The uh, the Nimbus class V wing can take it. The mining guild tie can take it, and the right. rebel tie fighter can also take it. That's just a tie fighter, of course. It's yeah. So, it's just it's a tie LN. Same thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. So before you spend, before you execute a speed one to three Koigren turn, sorry, Immelman for my friends at home, uh, you may spend one charge to execute that maneuver as a Signor's loop maneuver instead. That's uh, that's pretty handy, especially on you know we were talking about things that might be able to benefit high end uh, Tie Fighter pilots the last couple of weeks with some of the new uh, some of the new upgrades. I think oh. sticking this on like Mauler. Any Tie Fighter is gonna. This is gonna be a one point card, and it's 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 gonna be good whenever you've got the one point to spare for any Tie Fighter. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, that's just okay. So there's there's this principle that that people don't realize when they when they compare Koigren turns and Signor's loops. Koigren turns only come in singles. Uh, a Signor's loop, when you have that ability, unless you're a jump master. It comes in a pair, and there is a lot of power in being able to choose whether mm -hmm. you drift, you whether you bend to the left or bend to the right when you turn around. So, so this is almost a two shot. Uh, this is almost a two shot version of Slave One. Um, I mean, sort of. I, I don't think that Slave One. The power of it is that you basically choose on the fly. With this, you're gonna know. You're gonna know what you want to do because your three K or your four K or your five or your three K is gonna land you on a rock. So of course you don't want to do that. You want to do the three three sloop. Well, that's right. why I was kind of mentioning it in terms of the higher knit tie fighters. You would you, you would see where things are moving, and then you would decide if you wanted to turn or which way you wanted to sloop, basically. Yeah, but it's uh, going to be good on it's going to be good on any tie fighter. Uh, that you do raise a good point though. There's a there's a small chance that it might be um an it scaled. I don't think so because I don't not, either. I don't think it's better on high in it. I just don't think that it's enough better to justify an it scaling it. 
I don't think if, if they didn't init scale afterburners, I don't see any reason why they why they're gonna scale ion engines. Right. I I don't think it's that good of an upgrade. I gotta be honest with you. That's kind of why I've been silent about it. I mean, even I show I showed it to my wife even, and I know that you know we haven't played for quite a long time. But even looking at it, it's like okay, you know, there's a few there's a few select fighters that are like one offs that could that could enjoy it. But I mean, I'm also coming from I'm coming from a an era that didn't that no longer ex, uh, no longer exists in X Wing, right? Like the the aces lists don't exist anymore because there's there's swarms now. And so maybe if this is enough to get some TIE Fighters on the board and, and get them played again, I'm I'm all for it. I want to see it. I think that's the deal. I think this is a this is a way to very to give TIE Fighters a very cheap upgrade in their ability without dropping their points. Um, I think um, just, they don't, they just don't want to do that anymore. Twenty two is is low enough. I think that this is probably going to have to be stapled on a contrail by the way, um, because it just gives him three more, you know, or two or three more chances to proc his ability. Well, keep in mind that when you say stapled on something, um, you know, when, you, when you've when got a modification, you're giving up the chance at a hull upgrade, you're giving up a chance at a shield upgrade, you're giving up a chance at a stealth device. So I don't know about stapled on, but I think it'll be cheap and I think it'll be good for him. I think the question... I don't think many people would ever put a stealth device or a shield upgrade on an A-wing because you're just you're not getting a whole lot for your eight points. That's going to just evaporate the first time it rolls three blanks. And I think probably the same logic applies to the V-wing. Well, you'd have to roll four blanks, but you know. Um, let's see. That's the uh, that's everything new out of the V-wing pack. Um, overall vibe on this I like enough it. to make a dent, or is this still something that's going to just float around the edges until the Nantex menace is finally dealt with somehow? Um, yeah, it's definitely gonna, it's not, it's not going to displace Nantex. It's just yeah. Nantex is too much. Yep. Uh, this is the best iteration in my opinion of oddball, but simply because of the, simply because of the, the, boost um actually I no guess. he's not really no. that different yeah it's not that different oddball just sucks y'all uh, <laughs> um yeah i mean the, unfortunately oddball's ability keeps being kind of neutered by every chassis they put him on yeah it's just the thing is, his ability would be good if Oddball were a were a low a low net pilot paying less points for the chassis. His ability yeah. would be good. It's just that at a net five, you just don't know where people are going to be in order to do a red action or a red maneuver to get your your locked. It's and just, even if you. Uh, with Republic not really having any way to remove stress from each other. Um, yeah. And the fact that R4s are not going to do, like, because they do have the Astromech slot, but the R4, I don't really see having a whole lot of value for them. They really they only get two changes, and uh, they only get two maneuver changes out of it, because the rest of them are blue. 
Yeah, they do get the one one white bank, which is a little worthwhile. Well, they get a white one. They get a blue one heart out of an R four. Yeah, meaning that they're one of the few things that can you know turn with a tie inquisitor. Yeah, I mean it's not terrible. The R four is so cheap. Yeah, uh, it's it's not terrible. It's just that there are there are other mechs that it could that it can probably use better. Yep, like. Uh, be, just because of the boost lock I, and a couple of its pilots and its upgrades relying a lot on, on target locks, I would not be shocked to see R3 be probably more of the favorite. But then it's going to come back to the same discussion as the E-Wing. Do you take R4 so you can dogfight or do you take R3 so you can launch ordnance? Well, E-Wings, it's not the same discussion with E-Wings because E-Wings have the, what is it, long-range scanners. And that that is what makes R three sing on E wings. There, Jeff, you, you know there are people who like their advanced sensors R four. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it's not it's not the same argument. Their E wings have much different reasons for taking R three, a much more justification for taking R three, in my opinion. Um, okay. I just I'm just afraid of I I like the ship. I'm just afraid of a ship that's so dependent on locks and green dice where <laughs> uh, yeah you're just gonna you're gonna take your lock and then you're gonna sit out there with your naked greens and uh, that just that's that is scary yep however we gotta you know gotta remember this is the faction that does have dedicated and does have Padme and does have luminara so it's not yeah. like that they're you know they're not lacking in defensive bonuses if they were if they were to run a five or six ship formation with with two of these. Yeah. Uh but but uh, let's talk about the Heralds of Hope pack, which holy god, there's no way we're gonna be able to talk about all of these new pilots and really be able to figure out which are gonna be good. Um god. not to mention I can't oh. believe they conned me into getting um, two more T-70s and another RZ-2. I can't believe I fell for this crap. Oh, you ordered this already? Already. I know I'm going to order it for exactly one thing. Uh, backwards tail slide, which looks hilarious. Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about the new... Uh, how many... Jesus, did this thing say there are 10 new pilots? Yeah, but no, yeah. All right. So who's the first one we have on the list? Uh, Nimi Shireen. She's an I-2 T-70 pilot. While you perform an attack, if the defender's initiative is higher than yours, you may change one uh, blank to a focus. Never awesome. anything bad with that ability. Nope. Uh, Next up, I'm going to butcher this. Are we going with Kai Thranali? Sure. Looks After fine. you fully execute... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, 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 no, I was going to make a stupid 40k joke. Let's just call it a C10. Please don't. Um, <laughs> after you fully, so she's an I4. After you fully execute a maneuver, if you move through a friendly ship, you may perform an evade action. Great ability. That's yeah. If, if she's got a talent slot, this is an auto juke caddy. It's expensive for that, but yeah. I, Remember, it's an evade action, so there's no. There's no talent rolling or four K or, or K turning and using the ability. But I mean, you could also give it what is it? Not prime thrusters. The uh, 
pattern analyzer. Yeah. Pattern analyzer. Yeah. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to be on a T70. You don't want to burn your pattern analyzer action on an evade token. Also true. Defense is not the problem with that ship. Right. Um, and also, if you did take Juke, you're giving up heroic, which sucks. But I think in that specific case, it's at least it's at least worth looking at. Um, Snap Wexley has a new ability. At the, he's staying at I4. At the start of the engagement, each friendly T70 at range 0 to 3 may gain one strain to flip its equipped config upgrade. If it does, the ship gains one calculate. I think that's, it's decent. That's pretty good. Um, the issue for me with this is that it looks like it really wants to go with a target lock and you can't boost into a lock with a T70. But you can't have your ability. So like what this does though, is it can turn a small group of, of T70s like Wexley or, and someone else into a flanker, right? I can't tell you how many times that I wish I could, I, I barrel rolled out of arc to get like that side shot and then been like, Oh, it's only two attack dice and I have no token. Well, now I can take the strain, get a calculate and have three attack dice on that shot. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Listen, I think Colby Sperato is playable and Temin would, if if you put Colby and Temin on the same squadron, that they would be amazing. So I think on any of the generics or probably even, um, even with Poe, you could get nasty with this up with this ability. Yeah, just keep in mind that you're taking a strain token at the start of the engagement phase. So um, yes, you know, yep. you're not. No. You, there's no, there's no doing your maneuver to shed it. It's not a free ability. You're gonna, you're gonna pay for it. So yeah, but it's a, that. That's the the reason I'm never worried about that on these is that they're T70s. It takes five attacks to kill one of these fucking things. Not at agility one, it doesn't. Uh, if the first one hits hard enough, yes, that's fair. But for, I mean, for a lot of chip shots, that strain token may not end up costing you a whole lot. Yeah, and also, you know, it's a group thing, so they're really only going to be shooting at one or two ships, and the other ones are basically getting their strain tokens almost free. Yep. So that's where the value is. Yeah, and you definitely don't spread fire against T-70s because the longer they stay as a group of four, the lo- the shorter you live. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Next up, Poe has a new ability. It's not that much really. It's really not that different from his old one. Well, I mean, it's significantly different. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 performs an action during its activation, you may spend two charge. If you do, that ship may perform a white action, treating it as red. Um almost squad leader kind of well it's you know what it is this is a better squad leader yeah it's poe's ability just spread out to his squad mates so yeah this this is poe who has learned his lessons from from holdo yeah and instead of being a a a hot shot trigger happy flyboy yeah he's leading other people so um notice he can only do this uh every other turn at most every other turn yep Yep, yep. But the nice thing I like about this is it also does it 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 doesn't take away his natural action. Meaning that it, it is a, it is significantly better than a coordinate or you know or than a coordinate, I, I guess I should say. Right. Yeah. He can also give it to himself as well. He can also give it to himself. So meaning Which that he's really interesting. Poe. 
do you think this Poe is going to be more expensive than the one we currently have? No. Yeah, it, it should be. I don't think so. Okay. No? Poe is not seen out of all the... I know that, you, Vince, you have a, a special love for Wedge in your heart, but Poe is also in that same realm, at least less so oh, now. Poe is in X-Wing right now. It's a joke. It's a joke. Poe's pricing is a joke. Uh, he's not 12 points more. He is not 12 points better than Nian Num. He just isn't. He just isn't. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know about that. I think Poe. The only thing holding Poe back is that. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think the only thing holding Poe back right now is Nantex. But um, the ability to take two actions on a ship as powerful as the T seventy is just remarkably strong it's just very strong i mean but it's it's not it it's it is two actions but the second one is stressful so it's it's not as good as vader it's this not and honestly it's not, nasty, good, it's not as good of, as a lot of things who have double actions it's not but here's the thing we've seen a lot of a lot of resistance lists where a ship will block so for example there was one game it was uh, some system open a long time ago. I, I, I remember watching Farmer um, uh, block Vader real real good with, um, I think it was, oh God, it was one of the lower initiative RZ2s that's not Jeff's favorite. It was the other one. Um, was it Zarya? I think it was Greer. Blocked him with Greer. And, and Poe was coming up the side. If it was this version of Poe, you could position a cheaper initiative A-Wing to block something and, you know, take a focus action. And then you could have Poe give the A-Wing to boost to the side of it or or over it and then rotate into that rear shot at range one. Yep. So this is, this is an incredibly strong ability with some of the other ships that um, Resistance have access to. <sighs> I do think it's really good. I think that it'll be the same price because it's the um, the number of times you can use it is halved. Yeah, you don't think it'll be cheaper because you can. No, yeah, it's every other turn. It'll be cheaper because I think it's it's really. I think that the ability itself is stronger than pose, obviously, but the fact that you can only use it half the time as you can use pose brings it back down to being. Uh, on uh, you know parity with pose with the original pose with the with the current ability that he's got okay the po original right the po original i love it i love it uh let's see let's talk about let's talk about some of the cool toys they're throwing in here for the t70 just because one of them actually applies to me and i'm a selfish bastard um first one is a ept called backwards tail slide uh it's for any X-Wing T60 or T70 or T65 or T70 that has its its configuration equipped, um, while you boost your barrel roll, if you're equipped has the closed side face up, you can move through and overslap over overlap obstacles. Um, after you boost or barrel roll through an obstacle, if you are not at range zero of it, gain one evade token. Uh, I love this. I don't see a downside to this. Jeff is going to explain to me the difference between move through and overlap and ignore. Uh, and then I'm going to feel sad about it. So Jeff crush my dreams. No, I mean, well, I mean, you know, the difference, um, you, you suffer the effects of the obstacle, but you still 
gain it notice that you can go through a debris cloud which gives you a stress you'll still get the stress but because it's gain and evade token you'll also end up with an evade token so it is a it's a it looks to me like a great card i'm i'm looking forward to it uh, the other one we talked about a couple of weeks oh. ago, just because of the the YOLO combos that we were coming up with uh, for the Overdrive Thruster, T-70s only. While you perform a red boost, barrel roll, or slam, you must use a template of speed one higher if able. That's insane. Uh, yes. I, it's just, there are too many, There are, I think this is one of the few times where we could say there are too many combinations on this card for us to actually go through them all. Yeah, so the things you can do with this card are not as crazy, but the more you think about it, like, I mean, a red boost is pretty crazy on, on original Poe or 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 new Poe, right? Or like a barrel yeah. roll, right? We now have like, I mean, there's a lot of situations, flying resistance myself, there's a lot of situations where if I had this card on Poe, um, I would have gotten out of a lot of shots and gotten shots um, myself uh, with this uh, card. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be expensive. I think so too. This card is amazing. I mean, the only I think it should be expensive just because of just because justifying a two bank boost or a two hard boost. Uh, I am trying to figure out how you get a red slam action. Um, it, Poe. yeah, and that's the other, I was going to say, that was my, that was my question too, Jeff, because there really isn't anything that we have currently. That... Except Poe's ability, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, no, because Poe's ability, um, you can spend one to perform a, another action. True no, 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 it's the new Poe, the new Poe. Um. I mean, you have to have black one. You do, yeah. but, but remember the, the slam can never be in a, um, an additional action, but I guess, but the wording on it is, I mean, Poe says, you know, the original Poe, after you perform an action, you may spend a charge to perform a white action, treating it as red. So I guess you could make it a red slam, but I, I remember something in the rule. Someone was telling me that you can't do that. And I, I, I'm not good enough at X-Wing to remember. <laughs> I'm just glad that this thing is limited to one, because if you could just slap this on T-70s willy nilly and start giving them two hard or two, two bank boosts, they like they go crazy. Yeah, this this ability is just nuts. I'm also really yeah. mad that this that I I'm also really mad that I can't put this on a T65 because I want to link a boost into I want to link a focus into a to, into a, a a red boost with rebels. Oh god, that'd be so much fun. But between those two, which one do you guys like more? What do you mean by like? Between uh, between overdrive and backwards tail slide, which one do you think you you have a better chance of seeing? Oh, you're you're gonna see. I, I think you're gonna see both of them, but you're gonna whenever you see Poe, you're gonna see the um, over what is it overdrive thrusters or whatever. Just just to roll back to backwards tail slide, Jeff, real quick. I can boost over an obstacle with this, and it doesn't cause me damage, right? If I boost over an obstacle, nope. It does cause you damage. You still suffer the effect of the obstacle. So you can move through it and overlap it, but you still suffer the effect. If you if you um, 
if you boost over a rock, you've still moved over a rock and you still roll for damage. Okay. Just like this. So that's more the backwards tail slide is kind of like for the guys who like to hang right around the edges of rocks. And if they're going to boost, they're getting, they're making sure that it's going to roll off of the, uh, that the, that the whole template's going to clear off with the curve boost. I got it. Yeah. I got it. That's a cool little upgrade. I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe I could put this on, like I said earlier, I could put this on Colby and have a, you know, have a lot of fun. Um, I want to snap out, probably. I want to point out one little thing about the card that I find amusing. Um, it's, it's usable for an X-Wing with a config equipped. Um, I, I just, <laughs> that just, I find that amusing because even Yasby just automatically gives you the, automatically computer. glues it on. Yep. Yeah. It's just uh, so it, they have to do it, but it's so sad that they have to do that. Instead of just putting it on the ship and not wasting everyone's time with extra cards. Um, Let's see. Uh, let's look at two of the new droids and then one other upgrade, and then we'll go look at the new A-Wings because God knows we needed more A-Wings. Uh, Resistance R2. Uh, this is word salad to the nth degree, so hopefully you guys will give me bear with me a moment. Comes with four charges. During the end phase, you may spend one charge and one shield, I believe, to gain one red, to remove one red token. During the end phase, if you have no active shield, you may spend two charge to recover one shield and gain one deplete token. Uh, yep. there's nothing bad about either one of those. I mean, I, I, it's gotta be a really bad red token. If you're going to, if you're going to spend the shield to get rid of it. Yeah, that's true. But it looked getting rid of ion tokens after a black one could be the difference between you dead and you not dead. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see this. If we see this, we're going to mostly see. Unless the you know the the list architects out there come up with a with a broken combo, when yeah. we see this, we're going to see it as a regen two shields card. That's unfortunate. It's got a lot more possibilities. Um, the other one is Snaps R six D eight, who I've never heard of before. Uh, while you perform an attack, you may reroll a number of attack dice up to the number of friendly ships at zero to three that have the defender in their bullseye, uh, limited to one. Not that great. Nope. I mean, there, yeah. There's a not, dud in. There's a dud in every. <laughs> well, in I mean, every you're gonna, so, so you're gonna if you're running tally, you're gonna put this in that you you if you were to do a mixed squad with tally, you probably could run R six. Um, I mean, if you're running you, crack shot A's in general, or or yeah, whatever. like a like, like a five crack shot A list, this could be good in one. Right. Yeah, but if you're running five crack shadows, you don't have a six ship to run the R6 yeah, on. It would be four A-wings and an X-wing. Yeah. Right. Um, you know. And you can put this on Jess and just keep stacking rerolls until you, you know, like like it's going out of style. Yeah, um, it's just tough to get. <laughs> it's just tough to get multiple when you're even flying in formation. It's tough to get multiple bullseyes on the same ship. <sighs> that's you know jeff i would i i we we do talk about that a lot and i'm not sure i agree with it anymore um just going back to the last tournament i played in i was getting bullseyes on pretty much everything it, and i just couldn't punish anybody with it because i had had that in the back of my mind and i didn't invest in any bullseye abilities like deadeye or predator or anything like that. I mean, I put it on Hera because she can change her ability and that's really her maneuver and that's it. 
but I was watching guys who were running um, Kalani, and dudes are getting really good at landing multiple bullseyes on something. Okay. Uh, next up, the Underslung Blaster Cannon, Resistance X-Wing only. Uh, saw this right at the beginning of uh, The Force Awakens. It's a two-die turret. Looks like range one only. And yep. it does give you the rotate action. Uh, cannon takes up a cannon slot. After an enemy ship executes a maneuver, you may perform this attack against it as a bonus attack. That's never bad. And you need a target lock. Your dice can only be modified by spending a lock for the default effect. Resistance and X-Wing only. It's probably yep. going to be fairly expensive. I was hoping it would be cheaper, but this is way too good, I think, on, in, a, in a list with, like, you know, four generic T-70s. Really? It is only range one, though. Yeah, it's range one. Range... I, I don't think it's going to be that expensive. Hmm. Maybe no, it's, I, it's, it, it, I, I, I would guess probably right around auto blasters. Yeah, something like that. Okay. It's range Let's one, and it, and it requires a target lock. I mean, it's funny that we say rain when we say two dice. Basically, this is guaranteed. It's rain. It's three dice. It isn't. It's got the oh no, uh, no, no bonus die on ordnance. Never mind. It's a two die attack. Um, I yep. I like it. I think that it's cool. It it gives you that. It gives you that. Well, you're taking a little bit of a risk if you come in on my flank. You know, uh, ability. Um, it's resistance only snapshot. Kind of. It's not. I mean, it's. It was called. What was it called before, Drew? Hotshot Blaster. Hotshot Blaster. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's just the. Uh, you know the the. The arc lock ships. It's it just gives the T seventies a little bit of. Um, a little bit of insurance for being arc locked. That's all. All right, next up, because it's time to start the parade of new uh, A-Wing pilots. Um, number one, the new I-5. This makes four now. Uh, Sefton Vanek. After you perform an evade action, you may transfer one evade token to a friendly ship at range one. Um, after you perform a boost action. Sorry, boost action. My bad. Good catch. After you perform a boost action, you may transfer one evade token to a friendly ship at range one. I mean... Okay, not not the best. No, I mean the, the there's not a lot of A wing players take evade actions. Well, even if you do, the, the thing about this is you are the the way this would work, barring any any special circumstances, is you would take your evade, you would boost, you would give your evade away. Now, if you could do that to a ship, if you could give your your evade away to a ship at range zero to three. Yeah. Um, but you're giving it to a ship that is very often going to be in the same firing arcs that you are, and you just gave away yep. your defense. So you would yep. do it to protect a ship that is in imminent danger of of dying or being a nit killed or, you know, whatever. Yep. It's not a, it's not a great ability, but it is an RZ2 at... At I five, it's 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 another I five RZ two, and the annoying thing is that because the ability's not that great, it's going to be cheap. Yeah, 
Man, and it's not going to be hard to put another adaptive optics and uh, heroic on this thing. No. Nope. Uh, next up is Merle Cobbin. He's an I-1. Uh, while a friendly ship at range 0 to do performs a primary attack, if you are in the defender's bullseye, uh, the defender rolls one fewer defense die. So, cool ability? Um, kind of? Like, it's weird. It's a weird ability, because... You're forcing people essentially to like roll off of you a lot of time, like roll or boost off of you a lot of times. Yeah, I so mean, it's a skillful player can basically make another player accept one fewer defense die or roll out or boost out of a shot, out of having a shot. Now, here's a so, funny question Do you slap intimidation on this guy automatically? Um, you got to be really good at guessing, but the, I got to tell you, there's no better initiative one pilot than a, than an RZ two resistance. Uh, sorry, the RZ two A wing, because you could just have the the arc behind you, right? So if they bump you, you get his ability, and if they don't, you get a shot. Well, not if the arc's behind you. No, I mean like if they move, if they move, if they jump over you. Oh, okay. I'm with you now. Yeah, you see? So, like, yeah, you're yeah, either yeah. going to get Merle's ability off, or they're going to jump past Merle and have to barrel roll out of arc, or you're going to get a range one shot or a range two shot on him. This wrecks soon to your fell. I mean, I don't know if it wrecks him, but it, it forces your opponent to really think about it, right? Because, again, it's, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? You pull the Bart Simpson on him, right? You block me you're rolling one fewer defense die. And if you jump over me and I'm in a good enough position, I'm going to get a shot on you. Well, so. uh, Drew, I mean, it really does though. Cause it, it prevents him from being token stacked. Otherwise he's giving up an invade die and he can't afford to give them up. And so you're ner not, and then assuming he stays in, you've not only nerfed him on offense, but you've nerfed him on defense. Right. Right. It, it's going to be, I, a, I, I think you'll see but, him a lot. I mean, it depends on the cost. Just straight anti ace. Do you guys think How he's going to be more expensive? I think he's going to be pretty expensive. His ability's pretty good. Yeah, but he's not one. How have you nerfed Suntirfell on offense? I'm sorry. Uh, you guys know tokens because you bump him. Assuming I, I, I'm, I would get that's fair, Jeff. You would have to bump. Yeah, you, you have to get the bump off in order to like. I would. I, seriously, guys, I would 100% put intimidation on this over. Um, over heroic i really would um but that's an interesting question though vince because if you do that would mean that your opponent would almost always never want to bump right you you force them to make that choice i'm gonna jump over him yeah but and i just throw more carbon in their face every turn right? you can have that arc in the rear and and always focus and get that rear shot yeah i love this i love this pilot i think he's fantastic it's a it's a not gonna proc very often ability and you have to have everyone together because it's only range zero to two. Um, but if you get into a scrum, which is where A-Wings love to be, and somebody just keeps running into Merle, like, like you could, you know, actually another one that you could fucking ruin with this is Boba Fett. You drop this right in front of Boba Fett. Oh boy, good job re-rolling those two defense that you don't have. Right, but there's the one difference though. Um is that Fett can jump over Merle and then kill Merle. 
<laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, you still got, you've still got the action, but here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing, right? You have Merle fly up in front of Boba and focus rear rotate, right? Or, or, or you already have the, the arc in the rear because you're ready for it, right? And you focus. Boba jumps over Merle and is like, ha, I'm going to focus and I'm going to shoot you. Poe moves up and says, hey, Merle, do a barrel roll. And Merle barrel rolls out of Boba's arc and still gets the shot on him because he's a medium base. Um, no, because Poe's ability up. is in the activated ship's activation. Oh, crap. That's right. You're totally right. He's, he's a little different. It's not as uh, good as I thought it was. No, it's it's a different timing to that shared ability, but it's... Uh, I just like this for an I one that just pisses people off. Like you're making people pay for it. You're you're pay, making people pay for the uh, pay extra for the privilege of the bullseye bonuses that I, they get a lot of times. Yeah, Arvo players are going to really like this shit. Yeah, yeah. that's why I like him already. Yeah. Um, uh, next. Yeah, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Expensive. The thing that I really like about this card is that this card is going to really really reward people who can see what their opponents are going to do and where their ships are going to end up this and yeah. i'm not talking about blocking i'm talking about if you can tell where your opponent's ship is going to end up and merle is at range three you can force your opponents to do stuff they don't want to do reposition somehow position. yeah yeah uh, next up, Suralinda Javos. Uh, I3, um, after you partially execute a maneuver, you may gain one strain token to rotate 90 or 180 degrees. That's amazing. That's crazy. It's well, it, and the other thing is, it's unique. This is basically an A wing with a U wing's ability. Yep. Um, you now the, the cool thing with this is that you would love to you know it's probably a good thing that you can't put that the republic does not have basically an AP five stand in because you don't want to just give her a free focus and then have her fly right into things and then rotate. Um, but I still like this. I like this yeah. a lot. It's just, this is a this is a card that allows you to very quickly turn a, a poor position into a strong position. The other thing is, this is just more, this is just adding onto the pile of A-Wings always have a shot. Yep. Yep. It, it just, just make, it's taking something that everybody already hates about A-Wings that's just making it worse. <laughs> and it's a strain token essentially for a K-turn in some cases. Yep. Which is that's a that is probably the best part about it. Uh, what 30, 34, 35, 34 points, probably, probably that Zari range. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, who's last? Uh, last is Roby Tice. There's a hip hop joke in there somewhere that I should recognize. Uh, that I should recognize, and I'll have to figure it out later. Um, while you defend at attack range one, if the attacker modified its dice, the attacker gains one deplete token. That's cool, but not great, because um, a lot of times whatever is shooting you is going to just bloom it over the next turn and clear that deplete token. It's good against things that have bonus attacks, I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I mean, so if you run into somebody with veteran turret gunner or baston or ghost company or pick your favorite thing that gives you a bonus attack. This is a really, really situational ability. Holy cow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is the this is the clunker. But I like this. Yep, yeah, yep. it's 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 definitely the least applicable, which is unfortunate because it is a cool ability. Um, I mean, I guess you could say that the benefit is that it forces somebody into a blue maneuver, and anything that you can, you know, as soon as A wings know where you're going to be, or at least can kind of guess, that's that turn where you do catch all five of the arcs and you do catch ten. Uh, 10 instances of two hits, and you just have to pray that your green dice hold up. Well, so let me ask but, you this. Would this have been too powerful for this ability? Um, after you declared the target of an attack, the attacker must gain one deplete token if it does... No. Uh, the attacker may gain one deplete token. If he if the attacker doesn't gain one deplete token, the attacker cannot modify his dice. So that's a much more that's a much more powerful ability, is the only right. thing. That's I that is a, a I think it's a worthwhile ability. I, I yes, Jeff. It's <laughs> it's worthwhile because it's incredibly fucking strong. Like how many <laughs> things can like how how many things in this game can you list right now that say the attacker the defender cannot modify defense die? No, not defense. The, the attacker can't modify his dice. So ba- basically, okay, what the you, did, you left out the wild. Basically, what the defender does, what the that ability does, is say you uh you, you need to decide if you want to give up a red die at range one. Oh, is this <laughs> and this is only when targeting Roby? Yeah. Okay, After that's different. Okay, attack range one. If the attacker accepts a, a, a deplete token, he can modify his dice. If he doesn't yeah. accept a deplete token, he can't. I like. I do think that this this ability has value. I mean, just because it does force your your opponent to either, you know, like I said, take a blue and be fairly predictable, or uh, his next attack is going to do basically nothing. The problem is, is a lot of times guys are just going to go, all right, I'll take the deplete and then just run away. Right. Yeah. And in, in so, practice, this ability is a clunker. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, last but not least, the ability that we have been, that, that a lot of people have been talking about, because frankly, it's amazing. Uh, it's a new EP. It's a new pilot talent called the Starboard Slash. It can only go on A-Wings. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may choose one enemy ship you move through. That ship gains a strain token. Then, if you are in that ship's firing arc, you gain a strain token. Um, yeah, that is awesome. There's nothing bad about this at all. There, and also, there's no A-wing that this is bad on. It's just significantly better on resistance A's than on rebel ones. Um, I mean, it's it, meant for the resistance. I uh, and, Drew, I agree. But like I said, it's just... There, it's not bad on anybody, um, but it is just like this works on Arbel. Like you run right into somebody and you five k over the top of him the next turn. Hey, buddy, hold my strain token. Yeah, the th- this is just I mean, a really well designed card because it 
it has pluses and minuses all through the init range. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's that's it's just really well designed card. Not to mention, you know what's really funny? Greer is gonna love this. This is just another thing that Greer gets a bonus on for moving through, for fully executing the maneuver. <laughs> It's like, hi, I'm I four. I moved through your best ship, and then I rotated my turret for free, and then I then I took my reposition, and then I boosted away out of your where I think you're gonna be. Oh, by the way, hold a strain token. Like you just Greer does one move and picks up like and does like four things on the board. So according to the Star Wars novel Bloodlines. Rear Sunel is so hot that Joff Sea Striker can't even have a crush on her because he feels that she's so far out of his league that it's just, it would be like, I think the quote was, it would be like having a crush on a sunset. Uh, 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 uh. Um, putting that line in the book for later use? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Rear Sunel is apparently the hottest female character in Star Wars. You 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 heard it here. You heard it here first folks. We're going to need some fan art of that ASAP. Um there is fan art of there is a art of her. She looks like a a more a darker skinned Leia. Stand by. I got it. I got it here. I mean, wow, we're, we're really looking this up on the podcast. Hilarious. <laughs> Come on, like it's the first time we've done that. Um, but having said that, though, the starboard slash I do think is you'll see you're gonna see a lot of Greer again. You're you're gonna see RZ two A wings again. I mean, you're gonna see this, you're gonna see RZ one A wings. Yeah, this yeah. is. I I I I love this on Arvel. I really do. I you're get it basically it means that you're getting you you can get two reductions to agility out of a single ship. Yeah. Um. And look, it's not bad on Rebels because you put Leia on this thing, you 5k over the top of somebody, or you 2-sloop over the 3-sloop over the top of somebody, and then you boot, you focus boost back in. Like, you, there's, like I said, this is good on RZ1s, it's just better on RZ2s, which is basically how A-Wings work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I'd slap this on Jake. If I was if I was gonna run Leia in a list, I'm putting Starboard Slash on any A Wing I'm running. Just automatically. Well just keep in mind that re- regarding using it for Arvel to get a double boost by presumably going over to get a double reduction by presumably going over it over the ship and then having the ship bump into you. Keep in mind oh, Arvel. No, I, I mean I would boost it. I would mean like if I if I could boost into somebody lower in it. Ah. Which happens. I mean, I've I've gotten double money like that on several occasions. By the way, there's no way this works twice, does it? If I'm, oh no, it's yeah, it is. May choose one enemy ship you move through. Good, they caught that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make oh, a, yeah. that would make a five k extremely valuable against a swarm. <laughs> Let me just fly over the top of half your front line. Everybody takes a strain token. Lol, you mad? Interesting that we all agree that actually the RZ one might see more, might see some play out of this. Because for a while, even I agreed, even I thought probably not, just because I hadn't really thought about it. But it's like, yeah, this is basically an A wing only or a, an RZ two only ability. 
but it's playable on an A-Wing. I just don't know if it's better than, you know... The, the cost will will determine... Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're not... We don't give you the rank yet, right? Your, your cost will determine... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it, yeah. I mean, because you're, you're going to have the option of proccing this a lot of turns, or you're going to have the option of proccing this, like, rarely, depending on how you fly. And that'll that basically is the that's the breaker the make or break point. Right. The one takeaway that I have from this is resistance ships will be able to using the RZ two A wing. They will be able to jump on the ship that gives this that that is given the strain token, whereas rebel pilots are going to have an A wing, give the strain token and go for a secondary target. Right. So the A wing is more of like let me tag let me tag an enemy and you guys take it down and I'm going to try and you know, point towards the next guy that I want to take on. Right. It, yeah. It, it helps. It, it essentially helps just with target priority. Your, exactly. your A-wing becomes your target priority. Yeah. So cool. I mean, the, RZ, from... the RZ one can use this in, it doesn't have the, the luxury of a, of a rear facing turret like the RZ two, but it can do things like barely leap over a ship. Yeah. Um, and, uh, when that ship does its expected maneuver, then the RZ-1's got a shot. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, I think it works a lot with Jake. Um, if you, it basically means that there, if you were to too hard Jake out of a fight to clear his stress, but then also boost him towards something to pass over a focus, you're not getting nothing out of him for the turn. Right. So it's. It's a good way. It's an ability that's that gives you a good way of making sure that all of your ships are contributing, even if they maybe aren't shooting. I just think it's another great thing. It's just another. The whole move through ships to do stuff is a cool design space, in my opinion. Yes. Yep. It um, it, it makes bumping a, it makes me less upset about bumping. Uh, anything else in these two packs we need to talk about? Did we possibly miss any cards? Because I don't know how to read. I don't think uh, the so. The backwards tail slide we talked about, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did talk about the tail slide. Yep, yep, like that. Um, uh, no, I think I think that's it. All right. Like we yeah, said, I, folks, I'm gonna get, uh, I'm gonna have this episode up within a couple hours of uh, listening. So hopefully by Friday morning, very early at some point. Thank you all very much for your patience in understanding because my laptop charger died. Um, and I think when does, uh, is, um, what's the next, what's the next GSP, uh, GSP? Is that Mustafar? Uh, it's the, isn't it? Is it this, this weekend? weekend? I want to double check before I say anything stupid, I, I think, which is not my normal thing. Uh, no, there. actually, uh, it is the Ryloff qualifier on the beautiful city of Warsaw time. So good luck to all of our European listeners who are playing in that or to anyone from the U.S. who is VPNing or just choosing not to sleep and to play in that tournament. Uh, Jeff and Drew, sign off however you like. Y'all have a good week. Happy flying. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you next Monday.